Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today, we've got another gun gripe coming your way on the glorious interwebs. Today's gun gripe is going to be 4473 fiasco, or, oh my God, what the... All right. So, basically, what a 4473 is, is a form, and I'm not going to show you in great detail this form, because technically we're not really supposed to allow people to see this form. But a Form 4473 is basically what you fill out when you purchase a firearm, okay? It is a government form, and one of the, uh, the little issues with the 4473 is that with it being a government form, there's a very specific way they want it filled out. As with all government forms, um, there's a lot of errors that are made on this form. We're going to explain to you some of the most basic errors that people make on this form and some of the funniest stories that we've seen come through the pipeline on this. Uh, and basically this form is what you have to fill out when you buy the gun and so the uh, FFL holder can run the background check on you and get you good to go so you can take your gun home. So there's, uh, there's errors that are made on the form uh, by the purchaser and sometimes by the FFL holders. So we're going to explain some of those instances to you and I'm going to let Barry uh, kind of take over on that and tell you some funny little stories there. So. What's some of the most common mistakes that uh, is made on this form, Barry? Well, first off, the reason we want you to be so specific on this form is because 8 out of 10 FFL holders lose their license because of mistakes on this form. Not because they did anything maliciously wrong. Uh, you may have boxes that aren't checked. You may have uh, names in the wrong place. 8 out of 10 FFL licenses are lost because of that one reason. That's why we're very specific as how we want this form filled out. Yeah, the ATF will make an example of you if they most uh, so definitely, choose. absolutely. So our ATF lawyers has advised us certain ways to fill this form out, and that's the way the customer has to fill it out. When it comes to the 4473 in general, the way that the government treats the form, or the way the ATF, the FBI, all of those agencies treat the form, it is supposed to be a test. At its core, it is a test. That's why you ask a series of questions, which of course I won't divulge, because it is meant to be a test. All right. Now, obviously, if you've bought a gun before, then you know the questions that are on it and you know how to answer them. But for the first-time gun buyer, we're not really allowed to to baby them on it. No. They have to, you know, make the mistake. Now we can correct them later and have them fill it out again. That is correct. Uh, but you're really not supposed to allow people like you're not supposed to walk them through this form, technically. But we are going to show you some of the areas that people... Well, technically, you're not supposed to walk them through it, but you, you don't tell them the answers, but you yes. can tell them where to put the answers and so on and so forth. Yes, we are allowed to clarify a question on there. If they have a, you know issue with the wording, we can clarify it. Right. So some of the mistakes you make, I mean, I mean, we're sitting here watching the customer. If I tell a guy to put his last name first, he hears first, and he puts his first name. Right. That's a form that's shot. So we, we go on down the list. I had one guy check that he was a man and a woman. And we asked gender, are you a man? Well, yeah. Well, why did you check female? Oh, well, I didn't see that. So he checked both boxes. We had to do the form again. I get down. I tell him to spell out the month of his birth, and he writes 10. No. The word 10. No, he wrote 10. <laughs> then I said spell it out, and he wrote T-E-N. So now he's on form number four. He finally spelled out October. So you get down on the uh, on the last name. One of the funny areas on this form 
is when you uh, you get someone to write their last name, they don't know how to spell it. Right. You get a lot of that. People don't know how to spell their name, their last name, their middle right. name. They don't know when they were born. I mean, just all kind of stuff like that. That's Which is crazy. You, you know, you tell a man to spell out Georgia for his state of residence, and he doesn't know how to spell it. Don't know how to spell Georgia. But he's been living here all of his life. He's 60 years old. So I pick up his driver's license, and I say, there it is. And he goes, oh. And he, and he copies it like he's, like he's tracing a picture. This is the kind of thing that you deal with. Uh, guys don't, uh, a lot of guys don't know how to spell their middle name. Well, I never use my middle name. Really? How old are you? 45 years old. I don't know how to spell my middle name. I never well, we use it. spell it however we want. That's the kind of thing that's just, it's just, it's mind-boggling. Um, you get down here to the domestic violence question. It says, have you ever been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence? They write, yeah. They saw misdemeanor. They didn't read the whole question. Right. If you have been convicted of domestic violence, you cannot own a gun. You're the same as a convicted felon. That's correct. So, um, it's just it's things like that that go on every single day. Just like today, we had a boom day today. We did. Uh, we had 15 delays on this form today from the FBI. People who don't have a pistol permit, they have to do the background check, and we don't charge for it. 15 people today got delayed. If you have a pistol permit, you don't have to do a background check. That's one of the main reasons a lot of my friends have pistol permits. One of the things that we want to make clear in this video is that uh, all states are different. Okay, this is just Georgia. This is our instance in the way that the background check laws and the carry permit laws are. Some states require that you actually have a, uh, fire a firearms owner's identification card or a FOID. I'm not sure exactly what states have that. I know a lot of the northeast states. Anyway, some, some states you have to get a permit to even buy a gun. Right. In Georgia, you can walk into a, a store, fill this form out, and if you pass a background check, you get it. That's it. That's it. As simple as that. Now, you don't even have to know how to write. You can get someone else to fill the form out for you, but it must be witnessed by one witness, and it cannot be one of the employees of the store. It has to be someone else, like a family member or whatever. And as long as that person makes their mark right there, it don't matter if it's an X. If they make their mark there and it's witness, that's their signature. So uh, you don't even have to know how to read and write to fill out one of these forms. And you don't even have to be able to see no, to buy a gun. No, no. But we sold a gun to a blind guy. We sold a gun to a man who was totally blind. It does he not ask it. you on here if you're blind. Now, you know, I, I tell you what, though, in the middle of the night, bumping the night, I guarantee you can put six shots through the doorway. It does not ask you if you're physically handicapped either. It doesn't ask you your IQ number. That's correct. I sold a gun to a woman that had no arms from here down, and she could load a 22 magazine and operate the gun with those nubs. It's hard to believe. If we could find that woman today, I would come in here and I'd do a video of her because it's unbelievable. But yep. she says when you're born with no arms, you learn how to do things. That's it. Another so, thing that the form doesn't ask you either is, uh, you know, if you have any firearms experience, yeah. if you've ever owned a gun, if you've ever been, if you've ever, if you have ex-military experience, ex-police experience, they don't even want to know any of that. All they want to know is just this set of questions. It's really not that big of a thing they're looking at. Right. I mean, three out of ten people that buy a gun here have never touched a gun in their life. I say never, more than that. I'd say half of them. Maybe half. Well, I'd maybe say half. half. Yeah. Uh, I've never even touched a gun. 
But they come in, they say, well, times are getting so bad, I think I need a gun. So we try to steer them into something. Like I said, we spent hours with customers before, just one customer trying to get them the right gun, something that they can understand and so on and so forth. And I can even take them to the range and show them how to use the gun, if that's what they want to do. But uh, like Eric said, about half the people come in here never even touch the gun. No. They don't know the difference in a revolver, a semi What's the difference in them? Well, the revolver goes around and around, and the automatic goes back and forth. Oh, I know. Okay. Barry, what's funny, too, is that the people that do come in here that have never even touched a gun, I would say out of that figure, half of those people don't even have any will to even use the gun. They say, no. oh, I just want to scare them. They just want it as an intimidation factor. Exactly. And well, that's a big mistake. We are getting a little off subject, but that, that's a very good point overall. Well, to tell you about experience, I had a, a deputy sheriff from an unnamed county came in here one day wanting to buy a pump shotgun. He'd been a deputy for nine years. I hand him a Mossberg pump. He said, can you show me how to operate this gun? And I said, oh, you're a deputy sheriff and you've never, oh, I've never shot a shotgun before. That to me is mind boggling. What if he gets to a crime scene and he has to make those guns safe that's on the scene? He doesn't know how to do it. Exactly. Well, on that note, Barry, we also have had policemen come in. They're like, oh, I'm a policeman. I don't need to have a background check to buy a gun. Oh, really? Huh. Uh, yes, sir, you do. Right. And then you run them, they get delayed. Right. <laughs> if they don't have a carry permit like Eric and I and everybody here carries in their pocket, a uniformed police officer has to undergo an FBI background check. Absolutely. And they get delayed just like everybody else. Um, that's but that's, that's just the way it is. So, you know. But our advisors told us, the reason we're so particular on this, if you make 99% in school, you get an A+, A+, A+. If you make 99% in this business, you're out of business. You're done. This is strict. This is so strict, it's unbelievable. And they can make it real hard for you if you don't do it right. And there's no reason not to do it right. So that's why we take the time with the customer, and we, we be sure all this is correct. What's the uh, record, Barry, for the amount of 4473s and a single person is filled out at one time to get it right? Nine. Nine. He did nine forms before he got out of here. But that's just the way it is. Now they say, well, at other stores I don't have to do this. They'll let me scratch out and put erasers on here and all kind of... No, we don't do that here. Absolutely We not. don't do it here. We're not going to risk an FFL license because somebody doesn't know how to spell Georgia or they don't want to cooperate. We're nice and we, we lead them through this thing and we help you any way we can, but we're not going to risk our license for something like that. These forms have to be letter perfect. So that's it. That's it. And at the end of this video, we'll pipe in a uh, little snippet earlier. I shot a berry with some customers and I did ask them if uh, they didn't mind being on YouTube. They said they would for us. Right. Of the kind of things that Barry goes through with them, loading and unloading and safety and things like right. that. So, you know, we definitely don't mind helping folks and getting them pointed in the right direction. And ultimately, that's the point of these videos, is to point the would-be gun, gun buyer in the right direction mm -hmm. to, you know, make, help them make informed decisions and some of the things that they can expect to run into. That's correct. You know, we're not giving the answers to the test right. at all, but no. we're definitely giving them an idea of some of the things they can look for. We're not giving them the answers to this test, but they have to pass this test. Absolutely. Now, that's all there is to it. It's very common sense stuff, people. It's Better just a matter of That's it. So, um, what should we gripe about next week? I don't know. What are you going to gripe about? I don't know. I think we should let YouTube decide. Let's let YouTube decide. Y'all send in some suggestions to us. You want something to gripe about? Or you got something to gripe about? You got a gun gripe? Then send it to me and Barry and we'll gripe about it. We'll gripe about it. Okay. okay.
send it go. Pull it back and let go. Pull it back and let go. All the way back and let go. Alright, let me see. See that? If that was a live bullet, we'd be ready to fire. See it in there? If it was a live round, we'd be ready to fire. So you put your safety on. Okay. When you go to unload the gun, you take this out of it first. Then you pull this back, and that'll empty the gun out. But all you have to do to get it ready to fire is that. Put your safety on. Ready to fire. Unload. Take the magazine out. Dump that round out. You can operate this gun. Not a problem. Ain't nothing to it, is it? Not a thing to it. Once you, once you get it loaded, you fire eight times. Boom, 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 boom. When you run out of ammunition, it stays open. So you can tell it's out of ammunition. You take this out, and you load it up, put it back in there. Now when your slide is locked back on the last shot, when you put your new magazine in, you just have to give it a little tug. Now you're ready to fire again. Mm -hmm. 